When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any good stories from the road? Pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Hey, y'all, welcome in. Having a little technical difficulties there out of the gate. Sorry about that. Uh, Jake Rowe in Lexington, Kentucky. I almost lowered the temperature in my house just to have the show in solidarity with you, Jake. But uh, dogs survive a tough, cold SEC road game at Kentucky. Look, we, we, we looked at them this week, and we said, Georgia's got them checked here, here, here. They got all the advantages. What happened up there in the Commonwealth, Jake? Well, first of all, I think uh, Mark Stoops and the staff deserve a lot of credit. Uh, the way Kentucky was able to get some first downs there early in the game and just bleed the clock. I mean, it, I looked up on that first drive and five minutes had gone by just in no time. Georgia gets the ball three times in the first half. And, uh, you know, it was really a recipe for Kentucky to stay in the game, right, is, is uh, you know, don't allow as few points as possible. Don't let them score touchdowns and take as much time off the clock as you can. Georgia touches it first three times, gets scores, but none of them were touchdowns. Uh, Georgia couldn't run the ball in red zone. Georgia had a very conservative game plan today. And listen, watching Stetson throw it downfield, um, I can understand why. Uh, but I'll say this, and this is going to be a recurring theme throughout the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long we're on, not worried about it at all. Because I've, I've you know, I've just seen Georgia play in big games this year. I've seen Georgia play, rise to the occasion, um, you know, it's, you know, do I think Kirby Smart goes into a shell too quickly sometimes? Yeah, I do. I think he'll go into a shell way too quickly at times. But, um, you know, Georgia's getting wins out of these games, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got the stomach for it, so let him do it. All right, so I said in the preseason, not patting myself on the back here, but I said in the preseason that Georgia and Kentucky clashing here in Lexington could prove to be Georgia's toughest SEC East opponent. Now, Tennessee may still have something to say about that in the college football playoff, in the semifinals, maybe in the national championship game. You don't know. But as far as the regular season goes, I'm not sure I necessarily saw it playing out this way still if you if you gave me a temperature check a few weeks ago because Georgia appeared to be dominating. Um, I, I just – I can't help but wonder, you know, Kirby was preaching physicality all week about how physical Kentucky would be. They come off the loss – against Vandy, you know you're going to get a, a wild animal back into a corner here. I know you pointed out, you know, maybe Kirby went to a shell a little too soon. I just thought I saw some things from Georgia that were uncharacteristic tonight and may or may not matter down the road. Maybe some teams see some things on film uh, that they're able to use against the dogs. But the effort from Georgia, some of the, the play calling in the red zone was just brutal. I, I mean, was this as – uncharacteristic to your eyes in real time as it was to a lot of fans watching 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you coach a bad game, sometimes you play a bad game, sometimes you do both. It's rare that you do both and win, and I think that's why this is important. Um, you, know, you'll talk about, you were talking about Kentucky being back into a corner. It's not surprising to me, Wes. It's not that I um, – I'm not saying Georgia played like its hair was on fire like it did against, uh, you know, Tennessee. Um, but, you know, I, Kentucky, like you said, was back into a corner. And uh, this was a season for them. This was a, re- a really good opportunity for them. There was a lot of fire, a lot of fight out of that team. You know, you heard Will Levis' comments. I know I've been really, you know, uh, critical of the way he has played this year. Uh, but he he had some, you know, you know, some piss and vinegar type comments, um, you know, there, uh, you know, coming into this week. I think Kentucky played extremely hard. I think it probably outplayed Georgia from a from an effort standpoint. Um, but I know Georgia's effort was was still very high, uh, and then I think it'll get higher and higher as the uh, moment calls for it. I'm not uh, I'm not concerned about it. But I will say this: this is so much different, and I know the score is going to look like it, and people are going to compare it to the Missouri game. So much different because Georgia controlled this game. Okay, Georgia did. They 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 didn't play great. It was it wasn't pretty, but Georgia controlled this game from pretty much the point where he got the field goal and just, you know, ran the, you know, ran it from there on out. I mean, the, it, it, it's conservative nature and, and inability to get into the end zone there on the, on the goal line um, made it a lot closer game than it had to be, but Georgia still controlled it. I go back to last week, uh, Mississippi state and Georgia appeared to show a little bit more creativity, you know, instead of just trying to bang your head against the wall with, run after run after run, you at least mix in a little play action there. And I think that's some of the concern, knee-jerk reaction, justifiably so, from a lot of the Georgia fans we heard from on social media and on our message board at Dogs HQ. It just didn't seem creative. It didn't seem like there was much of an adjustment. We did see Georgia make an adjustment in the second half on the lone touchdown drive. Instead of trying to get too uh, cute with screens and all that kind of thing in the red zone, Georgia just – pounded the rock but after that I think Kentucky got enough of that medicine to know okay this is Georgia's MO and uh, we can nitpick all night long here but Georgia didn't really do much to change that no and then you know obviously you know Stetson didn't play great uh, a couple of bad you know downfield throws but I also thought once again much like uh, much like I've seen in other games this year they put him in a tough situation on these run run passes I mean when you run first down one yard run second down one yard and it's third and eight um, that's that's tough on the quarterback. That's tough on the wide receiver group. That's tough on guys to you know to you know. That's just a there's just a lot more margin for error for the offense there, and not margin for error. There's a lot more, lot more room to make the error uh, for the offense. There's a lot more opportunity for error, and uh, I think that's just something. I don't think Georgia coached particularly well tonight. I don't think Georgia played particularly well on special teams. I, um, you know, I thought Georgia played the run defensively really well. Um, but, you know, some downfield throws and some guys, you know, kind of getting caught in weird weird spots and um, pass rush wasn't consistent. Uh, a lot of things went wrong. Uh, but Georgia, like I said, they still they still found a way to control the football game, which is what you want to see out of the number one team in the country when it plays poor football. Yeah, so look, grand scheme of things, Georgia goes back-to-back undefeated seasons in the SEC. I went back and looked. The last time I could find that happening was back-to-back in – 1980, 81, and 82 as far as unbeaten in the conference. They've never had unbeaten regular season schedules back-to-back. So Georgia still has some history at stake playing against Georgia Tech next week. I want to talk about Will Levis, and we buried him. We were making fun of some of his statistical outputs this year, but Kentucky really did make this their Super Bowl 
as far as an effort standpoint goes, at least from Levis. He carried the ball. He's been banged up. He's hurt. I was impressed with how much piss and vinegar, to borrow your phrase and all of our granddaddy's phrase, uh, he brought a lot against this Georgia defense tonight. He was a tough out. He was, and, and he ran it really well. He did some good things with his feet. Um, but, but you know, Will Levis did a good job through for a couple hundred yards on, I think, around 30, 31 attempts. Barry and Brown was kind of the story for me. Uh, you know, I said in the major matchups coming in that I thought he was the Kentucky, you know, athlete on the offensive side of the ball that could give Georgia trouble. They targeted him 13 times. He caught 10 of them for 141 yards and the only touchdown that Kentucky had today. Uh, Barry and Brown's a good football player. And, uh, you know, there's just a reason Tennessee fought Kentucky tooth and nail to try and get him. And it'd be crazy to see him in that tennis in that Tennessee offense. Uh, but Georgia, Georgia got victimized a little bit by him. He kind of got to him, um, you know, gave Levis some – they, they, they kind of got him isolated a couple times, some one-on-ones, and Levis kind of just was like, hey, go make a play for me, kid. Uh, but but uh, outside of that interception of Ringo, Levis definitely outplayed what we, um, you know, thought he was capable of because, hey, he threw for about as many yards today as he did the previous two games combined. Uh, I want to go back to everything you said at the start. I was curious about anything that Georgia did tonight that you feel like was more just getting out-schemed than, than it was lack of effort or lack of focus. I think some of those busts uh, downfield in the, in the passing game qualify maybe as just a little bit of confusion on Georgia's back end. I mean, what are the things that you saw tonight to even though, even though you saw all this live in action, you still aren't concerned about the core, the heartbeat of what, about what Georgia wants to do this season? Yeah, I don't know why this was the case, but you did see some confusion with Georgia, um, you know, especially there in the second half. I don't know what Kentucky was doing, but you saw, um, you know, there was one one time where Keely Ringo was supposed to be lined up on the running back, and then, you know, luckily Kentucky motioned him back in the backfield, and Ringo was trying to get somebody to come over and cover him. Um, you know, there was another instance where uh, uh, Kentucky had three wide receivers out wide. Georgia only had two guys out there. Somebody was trying to get somebody else out there to him. They ended up playing that pretty well. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure if that was what stuff we could see, there was probably some other stuff said, done, talked about down there that was a little bit, um, you know, kind of weird. But, again, man, this is this is not just uh, a situation. This is not just a game where, you know, Georgia gave us some big plays. It's not just a game where Georgia, you know, it's, it's all of these things. But it's also, you know, Kentucky. I mean, it's also three possessions in the first half. It's, I mean, this is a, I mean, you, you know, you get this drive sheet right the, in the post game, and I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm like, God, this is one of the shortest ones I've ever seen. Um, just super it short. Quick, it was a quick game. It really was, and actually for a that, CBS broadcast. Yeah, for sure. And they they got their timeouts in. Kylie, did they get their timeouts in? But I'm not saying Georgia played well. It didn't. It made it, it committed another stupid turnover, um, and and it struggled in the red zone, which is it is bound to do, you know, from time to time. That's happened. Um, but I'm not concerned about this team because I've seen them play um, really well in big moments. I've seen them kind of rise to the occasion and get focused up and and do things. So, I mean, Georgia is a championship football team and, um, you know, you're seeing it around the country today. I mean, you know, what Michigan dealt with, what Ohio state dealt with, this is going to happen at this point in the year because these teams are like reaching to the bottom of the barrel and they're grabbing every piece of sludge and, you know, splinter and everything else they can get out of there. And they're, they're, they're taking it and they're fighting with it. And that's just what teams are going to do. And, and Georgia got to Kentucky's best shot, especially after they came off such an embarrassing loss. Last week, I mean, make no mistake about it, Vanderbilt is an embarrassing loss. They had lost 
26 straight, uh, you know, SEC games. Um, this team came in here at home and fought and crowd was into it a little bit. A lot of Georgia fans here, um, but Georgia made enough mistakes to keep them in it. And Kentucky limited the opportunities for Georgia to pull away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Jake, last thing, I know you got some work to do. Georgia does have Georgia Tech next week. I, I look at this game. I mean, you can't compare the way it unfolded to Mizzou. It's different. Uh, but I still see kind of the fingerprints of an inexperienced but very talented team. Mizzou, you start out slow. You finish strong enough to win. This game, you start a little bit quicker, but they just can't finish. They're not putting these full games together, but they do tend to respond well. What do you anticipate to see out of Georgia uh, this week leading into the season finale against Tech? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I expect them to, you know, kind of probably go back, lick their wounds, get yelled at a little bit because um, there was some stuff that, like that in this game. Um, but I also expect a focused performance against Georgia Tech. I think Georgia's going to completely have them outmanned. And, uh, you know, Georgia's uh, sped them to start fast and, you know, put the game away kind of quick and, you know, uh, get back uh, get back to, uh, to the routine early, um, early look at LSU and, and go from there. All right, Jake, I will uh, let you hop off, get back to it. Safe travels back. Don't let Palmer drive too quickly. Make sure you got a full tank of gas. Uh, we will talk again tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, as we always do on Sunday night, uh, right here on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel. Thanks, Jake. Uh, I'll hang out with you guys for a few more minutes. Y'all hit the subscribe button down at the bottom of the screen, if you will. Uh, appreciate y'all. And we also have, as you'll see at the bottom of the video broadcast, $10 for Dogs HQ's premium stories. We know we'll, we'll have a lot to break down this week where Georgia is health-wise. Uh, we had a few notes about A.D. Mitchell this week that uh, Georgia fans will want to hear as the Dogs get prepared for the postseason stretch for uh, a game against Tech. Maybe you get him out there for a few snaps. We'll see. We'll see how that high ankle deal is going. It's a tough one to recover from. And uh, we had a lot of questions tonight, too, on our message board, dogshq.com. I love your comments here in our free comment section on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel. But we get some real live back and forth and a lot of questions about Stetson Bennett's health. And I think those are fair. They're justified. Uh, throwing the ball down the field tonight, Stetson did not look good. You can say the wind blew that ball around, carried it around. Jake said that, and he was there in the stadium. I watched it on TV. I still think it was a bad throw. I, I think you know there were probably better options on the field. I'm not doing it in real time. I'm not coming down on Stetson too hard. But the reality of the matter is Stetson doesn't look like he's all the way there, and that's as, that's as much as I'm going to speculate. Georgia, very, very conservative. Uh, on the stat sheet tonight, only threw the ball. Let's see, let me hit refresh here. Georgia only threw the ball 19 times. They ran it 46. That tells me a lot. <laughs> that tells me that tells me a lot about where Georgia thinks Stetson is. And maybe it was maybe it was because of the weather. Maybe it was because of matchups or whatever. Uh, 
maybe they're trying to protect Stetson a little bit too. That's what my gut tells me. Speaking of my gut, I got to say, if you read our pregame picks over at dogshq.com, I've switched things up when I picked the dogs matchups. After I started out 0-5, I said, I'm going to take my gut. I'm going to trust the opposite of what my gut says and go the George Costanza method, picking the dogs against the spread. My gut told me Georgia would dominate going down the sheet. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching. Didn't happen tonight, but it was enough to get the win. Uh Thank y'all for subscribing. Thank y'all for tuning in with us every week. Got some loyal dogs that show up every single week. Rain or shine. I was going to say win or lose, but it's win or win for Georgia. They're still unbeaten. Stingray. Look, Stingray, I don't know where your allegiances lie, but I think your sentiment rings true for a lot of dogs fans. What a joke. Georgia fans expected a, a bigger win here, maybe. And you go back to that goal line stand where Georgia goes for it on the one. Kendall Milton gets stopped. It was 16 to nothing at that point. Georgia cashes that in for a touchdown, hits the PAT. Defense holds serve the rest of the way. Look what you got. You got a Georgia cover, but it was not to be. Uh, so, Stingray, I appreciate you commenting. Tomahawk Dog says, Kenny Mack running hard. Kenny Mack, let's take a look at what Kenny McIntosh did tonight. 19 carries, 143 yards, 7.5 yards per carry. He was not on any kind of snap count. At least if he was, his governor was not as aggressive as Kendall Milton's was. Kendall Milton only had six carries. Uh, Kenny McIntosh also had two receptions for 19 yards in the game. What a weapon he was for the dogs tonight. I know the scoreboard doesn't indicate that there were a lot of offensive weapons for this team, but Kenny McIntosh was one for the dogs. Uh, all right, what else we have? Uncle Glenn Hartley, the only stat that matters. Georgia is 11-0. Southwest Georgia, you would have thought it was a rain game plan. Uh, I think it was a let's not get Stetson hit too much plan. He didn't even really run too much. Um I do want to address that wide-open wheel route that Stetson missed early on in the game. Uh, I heard that one, too, on the radio. I listened to Eric Zier and Scott Howard throughout the game. I watch it on TV with the picture, but I turn that down, and I blast the radio and get the Georgia Bulldogs radio network in here. And they, they thought on that throw that Stetson had the wind at his back, reading the way the wind was blowing in the stadium. Maybe so. Um, I can't, I can't say for sure, but that one did hurt. That one probably would have gone for six, uh, indie clip. Let's see. What's, what's this Ohio state score right now? 33 to 30 on Maryland's 43 as we record this. So Ohio state trying to put that one away. They can put it away with a touchdown, but it could get interesting. Um, Matthew C you've had it out for Stacy Searles. All year. Uh, I don't want to say that Stacy Searles has made Georgia's O-line into wimps. I think that's aggressive. I don't see anything from this team that indicates they're wimps. They're just streaky. They're inconsistent. They're not constantly mashing you. They have drives where they get really mean. They get really nasty. I think that touchdown drive 
uh, the only touchdown drive in the second half, they were mean. They were aggressive. They were punching. They were just punishing Kentucky. After that, though, Kentucky punched back. And I think that's where Georgia's missing a step in some of these situations. They can punch, but they get hit. And they're not still delivering these blows. And, and that's what Kirby Smart coaches. Um, again, I just think you have an inexperienced team that's still learning how to put some of these games away and, and how to keep the foot down for the whole time. Uh, Tomahawk Dog, Reptile Henderson would have helped today. Maybe get him back soon. Can only hope. Reptile is always a dangerous player when he gets on, on the field. Uh, JG with an interesting point here that I'll address. Wins a win. Georgia has nothing to prove at this point. You want to win, try not to get any players injured, and you don't want to score meaningless points. I'll agree. Uh, yeah, Georgia didn't need to score meaningless points at the end of the game, but Kirby Smart straight up considers red zone field goals to be a failure of his offense. Uh, Scott Howard said that on his broadcast today. Georgia failed a lot today in the red zone. They kicked uh, how many field goals? Let me do the quick math here. Three field goals. That's a failure. You're in the red zone. I believe those were all red zone. Maybe one of those was from outside the red zone. But however many times you're in the red zone, you want touchdowns. That's what Kirby Smart wants to do, and and, and they didn't do that. Uh, what's up, Michael? Um, yeah. It's uh, Stacy Searles is taking over for this position group. He's going to get the blame if the line isn't playing consistently how fans expect them to. But you're still you're still watching an offense that's tops in the country. Tonight's going to uh, hurt their stats, hurt their averages for sure. But your yardage, your very balanced rushing and passing football team, tonight was just uh, an SEC road game. And take a drink. Because you know every time you watch me, every time you listen to me, most articles I write on dogshq.com, I mention it. It's a broken record concept. Going on the road in the SEC is difficult. And Kentucky had a lot to prove tonight. Will Levis had a lot of NFL draft stock on the line tonight. He brought his lunch. Georgia brought dinner. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in. Sign up for Dogs HQ Premium. If you don't already, it's ten dollars right now. That's uh, I think that's like how much an avocado costs. I think that's how much half a pound of chicken breast costs. Um, you can forego the Snickers at the checkout counter. I think that's up to fifteen bucks. We got some good stuff brewing. We're brand new, but we got a lot of experience on this staff. We believe in it, and uh, we attack. We attack, baby. And the Georgia Show is an example of that. We'll be back tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Hit subscribe if you aren't already. Um, on podcast form as well, you can catch the replays there. Hit follow. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. I know. I'm begging you. I'm asking you to do stuff right now. But we're working pretty hard, too. And when y'all do that, it helps us a ton. And then I don't have to ask you as much. So tell a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend, as my guy Pat McAfee says. Read one of my tweets on College Game Day today. That was pretty cool. Uh, Tomahawk Dog, we will see you then, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I'll try to get Jake on live. If I can't get Jake on live, Jake Roos, that is, 
for a recruiting nugget, I'll get a recording from them. I'll get a, a little, uh, we used to call it a look live in the TV biz. Yeah, you got to be here at eight if you want to beat Uncle Glenn. That's a good point, Tomahawk Dog. Uh, I really do appreciate y'all. Our whole crew does. We'll be back 8.30. Uh, programming note, we will not be live Wednesday at 8.30 as we typically are, but I do want to go ahead and get that out there for any first-time listeners, viewers tonight. You can typically count on us 8.30 Sunday, 8.30 Wednesday, and this is p.m. Eastern time. We're live right here on Dogs HQ's YouTube channel. A win's a win. I know the dogs didn't cover. I know it wasn't pretty. I know there's some question marks now about what this team's going to do, how it'll stack up, but don't let one game erase all the dominance you've seen from this club all season. They've had their hiccups. They've had their ups and downs. Still a very young, very talented, very tight-knit team. I don't know that many teams in the country would have been able to sustain this one all night long and get the win like Georgia did. So enjoy it, grumble all you want, but a dub's a dub. One more game this season to make history, back-to-back regular season undefeated schedules. That's something. The dogs are living life right now, y'all. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Have a great evening. Until we meet again, peace.